Hey Lobo fans, this is Jamal Baker, guard for the New Mexico Lobos, and this is episode 65 of the Talking Grammar podcast. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Jeff Grammar with the Albuquerque Journal. Glad you're listening, glad you're watching, however you're uh, tuning in this week for the Talking Grammar podcast. We're on episode 65 now. We, uh, we've enjoyed all the feedback you guys have been giving us after the first two episodes with Lobo head men's basketball coach Richard Pitino. This week, we got a player. We got one of the four Division One transfers for the Lobo roster this year, and it's Jamal Baker Jr. There uh, might be familiar to some Lobo fans. He played for Fresno State last year, but it's not the only school he's played for. Jamal is going into his seventh year of college basketball. A lot of injuries, had a COVID year in there. Talk a lot to Jamal about why that is, why in year seven is he still in college, and uh, his journey's a, an interesting one. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation we have with Jamal, what his role on the team is uh, expected to be on the court and off the court as a 25-year-old guard who's uh, coming in to really play that three spot, and he saw Jalen House, he saw Jamal Mashburn Jr. across the uh, the court from him and scouted them, and uh, he knows what his role is going to be on this team, and I, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with him. Hope you enjoy this conversation. Hope you enjoy all these podcasts on the Albuquerque Journal podcast network and uh give me the feedback that that you want to hear from future shows maybe future guests if you have questions let me know Grammar at abqjournal.com is how you can get me on email anytime or on twitter at jeff grammar for now hope you enjoy this conversation with division one transfer jamal baker jr lobo guard and this is episode 65 of the talking grammar podcast hey what's up everybody it's jeff grammar here and i am here as um you know with jamal baker jr and he is a transfer guard, one of the four Division One transfer guards for the UNM Lobos. Jamal, thanks for being here. Of course. I'm glad to be here. You uh, have been in Albuquerque now. I know you were here some in the spring, got to go home some in the summer, so you've been here a couple couple stints now. But you've been in Albuquerque long enough where I'm going to ask you so far, what's the impression of, of being at UNM, of being a Lobo, and uh, just of Albuquerque in general? I love it so far. I love it. I love the atmosphere. Um, I love going into practice every day with the guys. All of the guys, it's a group, of, uh, a good group of guys, and um, and I've just been enjoying everything, man. I love the city, um, I love the coaching staff, and I love the players. And you are, and we're going to get into this. Obviously, you are a guy who's been at a couple college stops already, so you have have something to compare it to a little bit. Um, is the is the vibe around Lobo basketball? Is the is the summer and the off season vibe around this team one that? Uh, is conducive to, to having new guys come in and, and be big, active uh, participants right away. For sure, for sure. I mean, man, I've been I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. I've been feeling the energy around the, uh, around town, and and it's been good, man. Like I said, I've been enjoying going to practice every day, and I'm excited for the season. So, two of the four Division One transfers on this year's team have actually played in the pit before. You're one of them, and um, I'm curious. Let's. Uh, Kind of get that out of the way now. What's your memory of playing in the pit? And, and now that you're kind of practicing in the pit and stuff like that, what are your expectations about the pit? It was exciting. It was exciting when I played here. The energy was great. It was senior night. And, um, man, uh, thankfully I had a pretty good game. You I did. mean, we did lose, but um, thankfully I had a pretty good game. But I, I remember I loved the energy. And, um, I mean, when I had the opportunity to, to come here, uh, I was looking forward to it. So the visitor bench obviously being right in front of the student section. I'm sure they weren't very nice to you, but you decided to come here anyway. Um, being at the other bench and not having to sit in front of that student section now, um, I, I imagine you have different vibes kind of about what's going to happen this year and playing in the pit. For sure, man. It's going to be a great advantage. I know the, the crowd is crazy, and when you feel that energy as a player, it only helps. They give it to you pretty good, though? For sure. I mean, I, I'm a person that really doesn't pay attention too much to it, and I wasn't on the bench too much either, so I wasn't really too much by them. But 
but definitely felt the energy. Well, now that you're here, I'll, I'll take the pit out of the equation. Um, then we're going to get into more background and stuff like that. But one more pit question. Now that you're here, I'll take the pit out of the equation. You've played in the Mountain West. Best student sections um, to play against and in front of. Um, obviously, there's two schools in particular a lot of people think are right up there with student sections, and that's Utah State and San Diego State. But I'm going to leave it to you. Where, where's, what's the best or you know, um, loudest, maybe most intimidating, opposing venue to play in in the Mountain West? Um, I would say, well, my first year at San Diego, uh, at San Diego State, well, playing against San Diego yeah. State, I didn't play, but I was on the bench because I was injured. That's and, probably um, worse, actually, to, to be on the bench because you're right there and you're not in the game. You're not as distracted. They're giving it to you. On for the sure. Bench. But I love it, though. I yeah. love it. I love that stuff. It's not very intimidating to me, but I, I love it. But um, playing at Utah State, Last year, um, was their their crowd was pretty good and it was pretty loud in there. Student sections at both of those places, the show and the herd at Utah State, the show at San Diego State, um, they they get after you guys after you players quite a bit and and like it's weird and and probably kind of freaky when you're the player yourself because they know a lot about you for sure. Utah State in particular, like they study up on you guys. Yeah, it's fun though, man. I, I love that stuff. That's what kind of like it helps me get going. All right, man. Let's go do some background because for Lobo fans that don't know. College basketball junkies probably know your name. Um, you, you've been in college basketball for a while, so they probably know your name. Lobo fans that don't know a lot about you, I kind of want to run down the background a little bit with you, and uh, hopefully hopefully you won't have to go through this a whole lot. But uh, for the Lobo fans that don't know, I kind of want to start with um, coming out of high school. I mean, you were, you were a top recruit. You were a top 100 recruit, a four-star guy. I know, um, let's see if I get this right, Eleanor Roosevelt, did you win a state title with yes. them? So back in California, you win a state title. Your junior year, L.A. Times has you as an L.A. Times All-Star. And that's with, that was in 2016, it's with two of the Ball brothers, Lonzo. Um, was it both Ball brothers or was it just was it just Lonzo Ball? I can't remember now. Um, was it both Ball brothers? But anyway, you're on an All-Star team back your junior year and, and – like there's some good names on that list. Like you were, you were right up there in California coming out of high school. What, tell me about your high school playing days a little bit. For sure, man. High school was so fun, man. High school was great. I just, uh, I mean, I kind of like remember the tough times of high school and meaning like, um, my high school was 40 minutes from my house. Okay. So waking up at four or five in the morning to try to get there before school to be able to work out and mainly waking up at four or five to try to miss traffic, uh, to get out there and be able to work out before school and things like that. But, um, Going there, working out with my dad, working out with my trainer, uh, Edder Sanchez. It was um, those were were tough times, but all of that working out that I did, it, it got me better and it got me ready for moments to play against guys like that and and playing big games for sure. You mentioned your dad there a little bit. You, you some basketball in your family. Um, you were telling me three older sisters. Yes. Uh, four kids in the family. You're the youngest of four. Yeah. Three older sisters. One played basketball. Was she co- is she coaching too or she she's coaching coach? now. Where, where's she coaching? She's at? A, she's coaching. She just got the head coaching job at Merced JC. Very cool. Yes. Okay. So you sure. got an older sister who played some ball. Mm-hmm. Um, how how much older than you is she? She's uh, almost four years. Okay. So who who's who was the better player growing up? She killed me uh, with, growing with, up, man. With four years, she probably had it on she you a little bit. She killed me growing up. Like wouldn't let me score. My dad having to go out there setting screens. I used to go in, go inside crying and stuff like that, but. At some point, like early high school, then I started being being able to start beating her. And that was when she probably stopped playing. Then we stopped playing because we were about to fight one time. We were <laughs> about to fight. My mom's broken up, so we couldn't play against each other no what, more. What's your What's her name? Anaya. Anaya. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And and dad played some ball in college too. Yes. Um. He uh. And obviously you're a junior, so Jamal Baker senior. Yes. Um. 
the spelling of the name. I know I asked you about this once. Um, I do want Lobo fans to know when they see the spelling of your name, it is Jamal. Yes. Um, as a Jeff with a G that gets mispronounced all the time, I understand sometimes that um, people don't want it to be just the, the most common sp- pronunciation but it is just jamal do you get a lot of do you get some weird pronunciations of it sometimes for sure for sure jamaro jamari sometimes if yeah. they don't know it's an l at the end i get all kind of stuff um i met yeah i imagine through the years you've, you've heard quite a bit about that but coming out of high school anyway uh those four or five a.m getting up every morning uh got you to be a four-star recruit a top 100 recruit and you go your first stop out of high school was with the Kentucky Wildcats and uh, Coach Cal. Obviously, you get recruited by the by Kentucky. Um, what made you go to Kentucky? What kind of convinced you that uh, Kentucky was where you wanted to go? Um, well, that first year with uh, like Dash Shea coming in, Hamadou Diallo coming in, Kevin Knox. It was just a bunch of guys. It was a class and, man. Um, for sure. But the one thing that they said that they were lacking when they came to my school and met with me was uh, was shooting, and it was just going to be an opportunity opportunity for me to go in there and just I mean showcase what I do best and um and be able to stretch the floor and things like that and for me um my goal is always to play in the NBA and um I mean no matter where you go you have to you have to be really good uh, in order to do that so I just thought it was a great opportunity for me and I wanted to just be able to prove myself the 2017-18 year that is the freshman year and you already mentioned a couple of those guys that Kentucky team gets to the sweet 16 and loses to Kansas State if I'm not mistaken um, some of those teammates playing in the NBA right now at a pretty high level, obviously. Sure. Now, you didn't play that year. Were you injured there your first year? What was the injury your first year? And, and we'll go through some of these injuries because you, sure. you've had a bunch of them. For sure. Well, my state championship game in high school, I actually, uh, actually tore my meniscus. Okay. The state championship game. And um, I got surgery probably like a month after that or close to a month after that. And um, I don't know if I retore my meniscus uh, that summer while I was rehabbing or if the surgery didn't go well. I'm not too sure. But um, I had to end up getting another meniscus surgery in October. It wasn't ready. No. Yeah. So I had to get another meniscus surgery, and it was kind of tore up in October right before the season. And then that caused me to be out the whole season. Were you hurt in high school much? No. So you, this is your first experience of of really having to miss a lot of actual playing time and stuff like that. For sure. How was that freshman year? The first, your first taste of having to sit out and watch teammates play. It was tough, man. It was really tough because I'm, I'm mostly most of the time a quiet guy. Yeah. So um, basketball was kind of like my way to be able to express myself and and just like prove who I was basically. And um, going in there, not being able to play, and um, just going in there. I mean, being a California kid on the East Coast, a lot of people like like question your toughness and things like that. So going through those injuries, it was it was kind of a tough time for me. But um, that second year out, when I got on the court, I was able to 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 prove my worth a little bit. You did have some good games that second year. Again, you got what Tyler Hero, you got PJ Washington. I guess he was on both. PJ was on both those teams, yes. right? Um, again, some guys playing in the NBA. That was a thirty and seven Kentucky team that you played on that second year in twenty eighteen nineteen season. And um, elite, elite eight lost to Auburn. Like you, you, you were playing at a high level. Like that's some high level competition. Um, people were gunning for you guys the whole time. Your entire Kentucky experience, those two years. What's the I guess biggest takeaway you have from playing at Kentucky, and why did you decide to move on? Um, well, my best times there were, were definitely just in the locker room with the teammates to start off. Yeah. Um, I still talk to a lot of the guys now. Um, still great friends. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I mean, we talk we talk all the time. But, I'm um, thinking about three or four of those guys are in the NBA. Yeah, uh, three or four, maybe more. Yeah, it might be more than that. Maybe actually. more. Yeah. yeah, 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 maybe more. But um, but that was exciting. But just 
just the level that it was on, just the level, just having to be ready every single game, every yeah. single practice, really. The practices are, are really as competitive as they were. That's what really got us ready for the games, to be that young and, and play on that stage. That's definitely what got us ready. So um, I was going to say probably a pretty good lesson, too, to learn right out of the high school that the competition in, in the practices sometimes, like when it's that high like it was at Kentucky, I imagine that that was probably a pretty good lesson for you to learn. Yeah, for sure. Playing against those guys every day in practice and, and going at it with them, it made it definitely made the games easier. Going into the games, you weren't really nervous or anything like that because you know you're playing against the, the best talent in college basketball and – the most athleticism yeah. in college basketball, too. So it was definitely exciting going into the games and competing against everybody else. You go from Kentucky to Arizona for two seasons, 2019-20 um, season. You did play 32 games at Arizona. Um, 2.3 assists off the bench. I mean, that, that's a lot of assists. Uh, you, you had a 3.2 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. A couple guys that have made it to the NBA on that roster, too. 2020-21 season. Uh, 12 starts and then a wrist injury. So two years in Arizona, we're talking another another injury kind of comes into play. What's your big takeaway about Arizona and some of the guys you played with there, what you learned with or learned from from your two years in Tucson? Man, that was exciting too. My first year um, had a, another injury going into the season, had yeah. a little hip injury. So so um, going into your first year at Arizona, you were injured, another injury. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I've definitely dealt with a yeah. few injuries that, are, that have been unfortunate because I think my my journey would have been different, but everything happens for a reason, for sure. But um, but it was exciting, man. Playing in that atmosphere was great too. Playing with the people that I played with, I have great friends from there, uh, lifelong friends from there as well. And um, I mean, it was definitely fun competing on that level. You uh, at Arizona, obviously, we're talking already a knee injury that maybe started in high school in that championship game, or or obviously did start in in that championship game in high school. A hip injury going into the Arizona year one. And then the wrist injury in year two, what, what was the, the wrist injury about? Do you remember exactly how it happened? Yeah. Um, we were playing against UCLA, and um, I was just – it was like side out of bounds, and they were trying to inbound it into the backcourt. And um, I went for a steal and kind of got bumped and just fell and just tried to catch my fall, like, regularly yeah. and got up, and I knew I felt something. So I got up, I grabbed the ball, I passed it, and I felt something. I looked down at my wrist, and I was like, this feels a little odd. So, um, But I didn't think it was broken. I kept playing the, um, the rest of the half, and it was like two minutes into the game. And kept playing the rest of the half, got a couple buckets, and um, coming out of halftime, I tried to shoot in the um, in the layup lines yeah. and airballed bad. Like, couldn't even, like, like barely, like, follow through. So at halftime, so, when you kind of sat for a little bit, it probably actually kind of caught up to for you. For sure. Your adrenaline maybe for sure. dropped a little so bit. So after I shot that, I ran into the locker room and talked to my trainer, and he, like, taped it up. And I played for, like, I want to say, like, the first minute or two in the second half, and then they took me out because he kind of figured it was broken at that point. And um, didn't play the rest of the game. Got an X-ray after the game, and uh, and they said it was broken. And that's it. That's a, that's the, the it for that season at Arizona. Yes. After Arizona um, comes two years at Fresno State. Uh I will point out that you did get a degree mm -hmm. at Arizona. Yes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I have it written down here. You got a degree in communications from the University of Arizona. Yes. Moving on to Fresno State. Again, you get to Fresno State. And uh, how did that first year go at Fresno State? Um, it was, man, it was tough. Another injury. Yeah. Um, I played a couple a couple games early. And um, I was having, like, some chronic pain in my knee. And, uh, was it played the a same couple games. Yes. Okay. Um played a couple games on that and then I had to sit out because it was it was doing too bad. And then I started playing again. Um play played solid. I mean, from being out I was out of shape and things like that. Played solid my first game and then the second game I played well. 
and um the and I was on a minutes restriction as well. And then yeah. the third game I ended up tearing my uh my other meniscus because I was trying to compensate for for the other knee. So shout out the rest of that year and then um going into my second year, ended up having surgery, going into my second year, I had to rehab the whole summer. Yep. And then I was uh barely practicing early in the year and then just basically having to use the games to try to get in shape. So we're talking I think you were down in the books for five games that first year at Fresno State. Yes. One of those games, I mean, t- to your point, like you were feeling good when you did play on minutes restriction, but you had an 18-point game against a good UC Irvine team. Um, you go into that second year, you start all 28 games you played. This was just last year at Fresno State, 2022-2023 season for those um, that remember or followed the Mountain West last year. Had a good year, man. Like first time in a long time you got to play that long and, and – 12 and a half points, 2.9 assists. You had a 43-point game against Chicago State. Obviously, that's crazy um, scoring, highest scoring game in the Mountain West from any player last year. Um, it wasn't a non-conference game. But uh, I also have the note here. This is from from uh, UNM's Steve Kirkland here, first Division One player with 40 or more points in which you also made 10 three-pointers and shot 90% from three. I don't know if that was uh, from Steve or if that was from an assist maybe uh, from Fresno State. But either way, like when you're putting up numbers and you get to have any stat that's the first D1 player to ever do it, tell me about that Chicago State game, man. 43 points is crazy. Man, it was fun, man. It was really fun. I had the family there. It was senior night. And um, when I when I took my first shot, it was all net. And I knew I felt good. And then I took the second one, it was all dead too. And then after that, I knew I was kind of kind of rolling. And I just tried to block out all of the distractions and not think about it too much. And, um, and I mean, I just thank God that the, the shots kept going in. Your, your experience at Fresno State, I guess, was what uh, you meet, obviously, Tarvish Felton. We'll get into that a little bit coming here. Um, but, uh, you know, playing for Justin, playing with some of those guys that obviously your friends – they're just like they were at each of your previous stops. Arizona, you made friends, and Kentucky, you make friends. All these stops, some of the guys you played with, and uh, just your experience playing at Fresno State. What's what's the big takeaway? Man, it was it was fun, man. I I, I love everybody over there. I love everybody over there. Um, and I mean, the biggest thing that that helped me over there were were they really like helped me get healthy um, throughout the season. I did I did so many things to try to stay healthy, getting yeah. treatment around the clock, and things like that. And um, Man, they really did everything they could to try to get me healthy, and I, I really appreciate them for that. We're now, as we go through, that is six years for those scoring at home. That is now six seasons of college basketball. We listed knee injury, hip injury, wrist injury, knee injury, and then the other knee gets injured while compensating probably for that knee injury. Throw in a COVID year, and we are now talking with 25-year-old Jamal Baker Jr., who is in his going into his seventh season of college basketball. Not a whole lot of people have done that. Yeah. And I imagine you're going to have some people give you a, a hard time about it. Um, but the uh, the journey, as you said, is what got you here, and it wasn't the journey you picked. For sure. Um, but I'm curious what you learned through all that adversity and, and why you're still doing it, man. Like, obviously, basketball is what you do, and and uh, but it takes something special to have all those kind of injuries. And uh, still, you got one more one more go around with it, and, and you took that opportunity. For sure. I mean, I just have a I have a great support staff around me, like with my family. They encourage me so much, man. I've I've definitely had times where I wanted to stop playing because <laughs> of the injuries, where my knees were just killing. Even like during games last year, my knees were killing, and I'm talking to my parents like, I don't know if I want to do it after this year. But um, but I just put all my faith in God, really, man. Put all my faith in God because I know that. 
if I'm healthy, then I, I know the type of player that I am. Because I've, I mean, I've had pretty good seasons while playing injured, pretty good seasons while, um, I mean, being out of shape and things like that. So I just want to just continue to get in shape, continue to be healthy, continue to trust in God and, uh, and just see where it can take me. When I talked to you when you committed, uh, one of the, uh, again, I mentioned earlier, but one of the four Division One transfers that the Lobos got, when I talked to you in the spring when you committed, you weren't yet done, and I, I'll ask you now, did you finish your master's from Fresno State? So people, anybody who wants to have a good time with the fact that you're in your seventh year, you're doing also what you're supposed to do in that you have a bachelor's degree from University of Arizona. You have a master's degree in, remind me what it's in. Curriculum instruction. So you have a, a bachelor's and a master's, and uh, you're also having a little fun playing some college basketball as we go along here. So um, you're you're getting the most out of what you can get out of this college experience, aren't you? For sure, man, for sure. I'm just trying to do everything I can, man. Um, really just trying to do everything I can. I mean, I've been doing all of my schoolwork and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my mom is real proud. I never even thought I would have my master's, honestly. <laughs> uh, but that's just the way God works, man. That's mom, the way God works, and I've been enjoying the journey. Well, I'm curious. You said mom's proud. Yeah. Mom probably isn't okay with uh with you being in college that long without getting those degrees oh my god man she would have killed me if i wasn't (laughs) forget those injuries for sure and when i uh when i first went to fresno i didn't know how many years i had left yeah um i only thought i had one when i got to fresno but um my mom was like you might as well start on your master's and i only thought i had one year so i would have had to i mean do college two years to be able to get it yeah so um she was like you can just do it this one year and then you can go back to school and, and get it at some point whenever you want to and um, I mean, it just so happened that I had a, an extra year and then an extra year. So I was able to uh, get my master's. So obviously you're taking at least some class at this point, but you already sure. have your master's. Yes. Um, you now that you are here uh, at UNM, I, I kind of want to move on. All that background that we just went over, um, it, it brought you to Albuquerque somehow. What was it that maybe had Patino, um, Tarvish Felton, uh, I mentioned he was an assistant at Fresno when you were there at Fresno State. He is now here. I want to know what role he had. Was he the introductory, at least, like the, the reach out yes. um, to sort of see if you were interested in all that kind of stuff? What got you here? And, and then what were you told? Like, y- you know what this team is. You, you know that there's a couple high-volume shooters on the team and, and guards and all that. You knew some seniors were were leaving, a guy like Morris to Daisy. Um, so you knew that there were opportunities on this team, but you also knew that there were a couple guys that are probably going to put up a lot of shots. I'm curious – what were you told your role might be um, by the coaches, and, and how did they recruit you here? Um, well, first of all, um, just playing against them. I knew the brand of basketball that they played. I knew they played really fast, and I knew they got like, – I mean, they played with a lot of freedom. And, I mean, I like to play with freedom. And playing with House and Mash and um, just in practice has been great. In practice has been great. Um, I'm a person that likes to pass the ball. I'm a person that uh, can do a lot of different things on the court, I like to think. So, um, I mean, I just want to come out here and lead and, and impact winning in any way I can. I don't care to be the guy that takes the most shots. Yeah. Um, I really never have. And all I want to do is, is come in here and win. And basically to get me here, they just said that uh, with the people leaving, that I would just be able to be the perfect guy to fit in that spot with the way I play. Yeah. Um, I can do a lot of things. So just to do whatever is needed, whether it's whether it's play to one or, or play to four or anything like that, um, I would have the opportunity to go do it, and I would be able to impact winning. All right. Well, you just mentioned playing the one and playing the four. Um, I think that's a good spot here. Uh, I had your coach, I had Richard Patino, on this podcast, uh, split into a two-part episode. But I had him here just last week, and he was talking about all the new players on the team, 
when he talked about you, he uh, he had a lot to say. I want you to to give a listen here to what Richard Pitino said when he was on this podcast, and he was uh, telling us a little something about Jamal Baker Jr. Uh, veteran, uh, you love being around him. I could legitimately play him at four different positions, and he would not miss a beat. Um, I have played him. We've only practiced five times. Um, but I have played him at the one, two, three. I've not played him at the four yet. But I'm envisioning maybe trying it, see what it looks like. Um, just knows how to play. We just play so different offensively than Fresno State, um, where I wasn't sure what I was going to get either. Elite passer. I mean, phenomenal really? passer. Maybe the best passer on the team. Uh, Donovan's a terrific passer as well. Um, the key to him is just staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, when he's healthy, and last year he was, he's gonna be. He's gonna make an impact. Uh, so I, I am. Uh, he's been. You hate to say one guy, but he's been impressive so far. And he's he's lost a lot of weight. But there's just a uh, there's a level of maturity to him that you love to see. What do you think? Is that a good uh, a good summation of um, what the Lobos are getting in you? For sure, for sure. I love it, and I love Coach P too. He's he's been phenomenal. Um, I like the way he coaches. I like uh, the style of play that we're, we've been playing. I like the offense. I like everything about it. And um, I think that everything we've been doing is going to be able to showcase my skills as well. Is he as funny as he thinks he is? Oh, yeah. No, nah, for sure. He is? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Don't, don't feed definitely. that. Definitely. Hey, I'm not coach. a person to come up here and lie. I'm telling you. <laughs> He's your coach. You better say nice things about him. But he tries to be funny with me. I don't No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, you can play you at any one of four positions, the one through the four. Um, you've played point guard and, and shooting guard in the past, I imagine some, or quite not some, quite a bit. Yeah. Have you played much three, and, and have you played any four? In uh, I've definitely played a lot of three. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, even last year at Fresno, when we would go small, I would go to the three a little bit and things like that. But um, I haven't played the four yet, yeah. but I don't uh, expect that I would be uncomfortable or anything like that. The only thing I would really have to do is, is learn the plays. Uh, yeah. Which I have done, yeah. Uh, so, um, and I'm pretty strong as well. So I'm not really too worried about it. And in the Mountain West, uh, not a whole lot of true centers. I wouldn't say there's not a whole lot of seven footers for sure. So there is a lot of four out, one in. And once you're starting to go four out and one in, while while it is a four is the number and the position, um, you can get away with um, not as much height maybe at that four spot when you're when you're going four out, one in. And, and you guys, it sounds like we'll be doing that some. So. Um, he also said elite passer, though. Uh, I, I know what your assist numbers have been. I, I knew you could pass. I was a little surprised to hear him throw that much praise on you. I know you guys got some good passers. Um, Jalen, I know, can pass. I know Donovan, I've seen some great passes out of him. Um, what do you think when you hear your coach describe you as an elite passer? Um, I, I love it. I love it. Um, like I said, I like passing the ball. Yeah. I enjoy it. And having the players around me that I that I have around me, um, I'm able to do that. So um, it's just showcasing uh, more of my skills. He said something, too, that's obvious to the whole background we went through earlier. And the key to him is just staying healthy is what he said. What do you have to do to, to prepare for that? And how different is that from – you know, here in 2023 to, to four or five, six years ago when, uh, you know, there's one thing to get ready for a basketball season. There's another when it's like all about trying to keep your body healthy year round and all that. Like what what kind of things are you doing different now to, to stay healthy? Man, just just staying in the in the weight room with Coach Flores and um, and in the training room with Ben. 
That's yeah. that's all I can really do, and then leave it to God after that. I mean, there's good, a lot though. of for sure. They've been great, man, and I've I've been enjoying every bit of it. They put me through extra work and stuff like that, and um, and I haven't complained one bit because I know uh, is is a big deal to to try to stay healthy. But I mean, accidents happen all the time. We can see with yeah. Aaron Rodgers and th- and things like that, um, which is unfortunate. But all we can do is just put it in God's hands and, and I mean work as hard as we can, really. What do you see your role as? I know uh, we kind of talked a little bit about. Um, sort of maybe what coach sees your role as, the positions you might play. There was a guy last year on this team that, that came in as a fifth-year guy to Wichita State, Morris Daisy, who coincidentally actually happened to, to room with three freshmen, um, Quentin, Braden, and, uh, and Donovan, and they called him Uncle Mo. And um, he was a guy that was as much mentor as, as he was on-court presence for this team. How comfortable are you with being a veteran mentor to younger players? Are you comfortable with that? Or is it just kind of a do as I, you know, watch me, watch me do what I do, but like, don't, you don't say a whole lot. Cause I know you said you're a little quiet. Um, are you a vocal leader? Can you, uh, can you lead these young guys? Um, I'm not necessarily the most vocal guy. Um, I mean, I, I talk when I feel like there's need, there's yeah. something that needs to be said for sure, but, um, not the most vocal guy, but, um, definitely lead in any way I can, whether it's, whether it's talking to the young guys, whether it's even talking to house or mash on, on something that I feel like that I can just help them with. And I mean, vice versa too, whether yeah. it's the young guys talking to me or, or house or mash or anybody talking to me, I'm, I'm a good listener as well. So um, just lead in any way I can and, and impact winning in any way I can as well. I mean, I don't need to go out there and score 30. Um, and uh, I can just go out there and play the right way and just impact winning in any way I, any way I can and, and just whatever's needed. You mentioned a couple of those teammates. I'm going to transition now and kind of start wrapping up here with uh, what you think about these teammates that you're playing with. We'll get into season expectations in just a minute. But so far – you, you saw them from afar for a couple of years. You saw some of these players while you were at Fresno State. But now that you're here, you're playing, you're practicing with them, what's it like playing with a Jalen House? What's it like playing with a Jamal Mashburn Jr., two guys the, that you saw you know, in scouts, um, but now you're, you're in the gym with them? Yeah, man, it's great. I've gotten so many open shots playing with them. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. And, um, I mean, I already knew, knew how they played coming in. And uh, and I I love the way they play as well. So um, it's been great practicing with them. Has been great. Um, like I said, I've been getting open shots, and I like to think I've been getting them open shots as well. Yeah. And um, it's only going to help us when the games come. And it's not as you just said. You know, I'm, everybody kind of wonders. Those are the two big names on the team for the last couple of years. But it's not just about like them getting you open shots. Like, what can you do to to maybe help those two guys? Like, what what do you maybe see? Maybe even being in that opposing team where you scouted against them. How much? How much do you talk to them about, like, this is what we saw on film when we played you, and, you know, this is what, how we tried to do something against you. Um, how much How much are you helping them? Um, I mean, I'm talking to them any ways that I can. Yeah. And most of the time it's me just trying to take pressure off of them when we're, um, I mean, just on both ends of the court, whether it's communicating on defense and things like that, whether it's talking about little things I see, um, like on offense, well, like just while we're in the, right. in the middle of playing, things like that. Um, just trying to help them any way I can. And, I mean, they're great players already, so it's not much that needs to be said. But, I mean, any input either way from them or uh, if I can help them with, with something, I, I definitely talk to them. Luckily, this isn't on you to make uh, decisions on minutes played and all that kind of stuff. But between you and three other Division One transfers who all weren't just sitting sitting benches where they were playing, they, they were all starters, um, yourself included. You got MASH, you got – um, house, you guys got some guys with some D1 experience on this team. I imagine 
this is probably the most experienced team you've ever played on because you know Arizona and Kentucky, while they had guys that might be playing in the NBA right now, those are young guys that were, sure. were moving on quickly. I can't imagine you've ever played on a team that has the, the type of experience this team has. Um, what's that like compared to the rest of your college career? Man, it's great. It's great. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of early. So, yeah. I mean, we still have a lot of stuff to do to, to put it all together. So um, basically getting a feel for each other, trying to gel right now. Um, like I said, it's early. We haven't even started official practice yet. But yeah. um, everybody knows how to play. Everybody has a pretty high IQ. So um, so it's been it's been fun, man. But definitely when the games come, we'll definitely uh, feel, the, feel the experience a lot more. I know I've just seen a couple summer workouts too. And like these young guys look good too, though. For like sure. You guys got a lot of experience. I don't know how the young guys carve – you know their way into the into the minutes, but man, like even some of those freshmen, um, those sophomores didn't get a lot of playing time last year. Donovan did, but the other two didn't. Like some some youth on this team that's going to push you guys too, I would think. Yeah, they man, we have so many people that can play. We have all the talent in the world, all the talent that we need. Now it's just time to put it together, and then when the games come, just being disciplined when it's time to. I'll put you on the spot for one player, one more player question. You, uh, it's just summertime. You mentioned when even when this airs. Uh, you guys have not actually officially started practice yet. You guys just have the the kind of practices where you can get into groups and limited minutes and all that. So official practice hasn't started yet. So I know this is all with the uh, with the understanding that like let's see what happens when the season starts kind of stuff. Anybody on this team that surprises you so far though that you didn't know anything about or maybe what you knew about them has uh, not been at all what what you've seen. Um, I, I would say a, a couple players, a few players, really. Yeah. Uh, the way Braden shoots, yeah. he can really shoot the ball. He can really shoot the ball. Um, JT, he's been killing. Um, he, he's been dominating inside. He's he's going to be real good, man. And then True, the way he just – his tenacity defensively in practice has been – I mean, it's been making everybody better. He's getting steals. He's – uh. I mean, jumping the passing lanes and things like that, man. We have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things that's going to help us win. You guys going to play some defense this year? For sure. That's the that's the plan. We've been working on it. The expectation then, we will wrap it up with this, is you've been on some some really high-level teams. It would be unfair to ask you to compare it to some, some of those Kentucky teams. But I'm curious if you see the makings of a potential NCAA tournament team with this. Do you see a, a Mountain West champion contender type team? Do you see the makings so far? Again, we're only in September. But do you see the makings of, of that level team with what you see with the Lobos so far? Yeah, definitely. We have the talent to to do whatever we want to do. I mean, it, it's just about the discipline and uh, and all coming together, really. I mean, there's a lot of team with the talent that don't have the, the success that they want to because it's all about the discipline and and um, and really getting stops when we need to and, and just making the big plays when it's time to be made. But we definitely have the talent to win. I mean, the, the Mountain West Championship and the National Championship, we have the talent to do it, but we just have to put it all together and, and be disciplined to do it. Awesome, man. Uh, I know it's still a few weeks away, but uh, about six weeks away before we get some exhibitions and uh, some some early season games. But I appreciate you for coming on. Lobo fans are going to love watching this team, I think. Um, I think they're going to love getting to know you. And I very much appreciate you for your for your time and for coming on this podcast, man. Of course, man. I appreciate it. Had a great time. Thanks. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jamal Baker, Jr., new UNM Lobo guard. He's one of the four Division One transfers. He's got a great story to tell, as, as you just heard, and uh, he is going into his seventh year of college. A lot of injuries. You feel sorry for a guy like that. You also have to give him a lot of props for for taking full advantage of uh, of what's gone on. He still has one year left to play, came to Albuquerque, came to UNM to do it. He does have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. 
Um, he's he's getting the most out of this opportunity he has, and he has one year left to play in college, and he's hoping that he does quite a bit with the Lobos. I think Lobo fans are going to enjoy uh, getting to know him a little bit. Hopefully this podcast helped Lobo fans get to know him a little bit since he's one of the newcomers. Hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Hope you're enjoying all these conversations that we have as part of this show, the Talking Grammar podcast. Uh, we also have another podcast going every week, the Midweek Blitz. It's a high school football podcast that we have with high school sports editor James Yotis and I kind of going over the the games of the week the the big high school football storylines of the week players stars of the week we're uh, we're hitting it all with that podcast and this one is part of the Albuquerque Journal's kind of ongoing digital trend and we're moving forward on a lot of digital products like these and these I hope you're enjoying uh, give me the feedback. We need your feedback because you guys as listeners and watchers and viewers and readers of the abqjournal.com content are are the important part of all this. So uh, let us know what you think. Ggrammar at abqjournal.com is my email. At Jeff Grammar is my Twitter account. Let me know what you think. Give me a story comment or show comments, future story ideas, questions for, for guests, all that kind of stuff. It's all part of the uh, Albuquerque Journal podcast network. Read, hear, watch. Thank you.